Yeah, we still got to work on that fucking hard stop, but uh, yeah. anyways, uh, welcome to the Deviant Gentleman Podcast. My name is Shane Vitko, alongside my co-host, Mr. Tommy Vexed. What's up, everybody? It's your favorite Uncle Tom. Favorite Uncle Tom. Favorite. Uh, Rashad, give me a little bit of juice in the so I can hear, will you? Thanks. Um, today, we have a very special guest, uh, IFBB Bikini Pro, uh, professional athlete, and podcaster, podcast host, uh, of Evolve with Emily, Miss Emily Hayden. Hi, guys. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, <laughs> thanks for coming in. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for hanging out. Of course. Coming in short notice. We appreciate it. Thanks for the intro. That was great. Yeah, was not it? bad, right? Yeah. It was a lot of effort. I could tell. Yeah, it, was, I was, it was great. I was sweating. I was sweating. Hard check. Um, so, uh, grew up in Houston? Mm-hmm. Yep, Houston, Texas. I uh, come from a large family. I have six siblings. Damn! Yeah, so there's seven of us total. Boys that's a, and girls? That's a lot. Two boys, five girls, my poor father. That's Wait. a lot. Well, are the older brothers? Uh, younger one, brothers? One older, one younger. The younger one's here with me, and we're like best friends. BFFs. Yeah, I know, I know your brother. Like BFFs, yeah. Like we're, we're each other's favorite people. He's, you, he's, your, he's your little brother, but he's a, he's big. He's a big boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He's not small. Yeah. Your <laughs> older brother's oh, big, oh, too. Oh, is that the one that you were just working out with? What's the mm-hmm. tag? Lord Hayden. Yeah, yeah Lord Hayden. Because <laughs> I, like, I was like, wow, that's weird that they have the same last name. Now it yeah. makes sense. Um, uh, where do you fall in the mix? I'm third. So I was always middle kid. Uh, there was five of us originally, and then the last two are stepsisters, um, so growing up, I was always the middle kid, and then as they came along, obviously I moved up in the ranks a little bit. But got a little promotion. <laughs> yeah, but I think Zoop. being middle kid, um, it definitely. I think all the middle kids can relate. You're able to relate to everyone because you're like part of the older kids, but you're also part of the younger kids right, when you need right, to be. <laughs> right, it's like the diplomat. You yes. become the diplomat of the family. Hundred <laughs> um, percent. All right, so I mean, we got a shitload to talk about today. Uh, which, dude, I, I, again, I say it every week. I wish we came in here and I went, man, what are we going to talk about this week? And mm. every week, more yeah, insane shit more, happens, dude. Yeah, the drama of twenty twenty. Like more shit that I go, when can I get on one of Elon Musk's fucking things to get out of here and go to Jupiter or wherever the fuck? They yeah, are. well, they, apparently Venus has signs of Earth <laughs> as of yesterday. Oh well, my god! I hope yeah. he's getting a, getting to work. Um, so I also uh, so I did a little digging. Mm-hmm. 16-year-old freshman in college. Yeah, wow, you really dug. How does one... How does <laughs> yeah, one, how do you do that? How I was a, one when I was 16 years old, yeah. I was a drug dealer, <laughs> and I got kicked out of school. When I was 16, I was still trying to figure out how to do my hair. Yeah, I yeah. It. I was like, did you have hair? Yeah. You, okay. you figured it out. <laughs> Obviously, you did a great job right, with that, too. Right. <laughs> yeah, so I was homeschooled growing up through fifth grade. Sixth grade, I went to public school, and then it was just, like, way too easy. So I tested out of seventh grade. I was like, I don't need seventh grade. Hmm. Went straight to eighth with my older brother, Daniel, and him and I were best friends growing up as kids. All the way from eighth grade through senior year of high school, we had every single class together. We were, like, inseparable. Um, And so then I was already young for my grade. I tested out of a grade. There you have it, 16, graduating high school. So how does that work? If you're in a certain grade and you go, hey, I think I'm ready, do, like, the parents go, hey, I think my daughter can take the sixth grade exam to move because i don't ever got that option yeah i mean <laughs> how, was there a reason how good of a for student that? were you <laughs> <laughs> eh, you know i showed up yeah yeah you know? i was like um i actually got picked on for like being the good kid in school like in public school like, so a nerd i was a nerd i cared i just cared and i really liked it and i wanted to do well and i respected my teachers i got in wow, what's that like yeah i know i was really like ridiculed for it i'm not gonna lie my teacher apologized for me having to be in that class. <laughs> like, I still remember my English teacher being like, you are meant for greatness. I'm sorry yeah, that you have to be here right now. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Um, but what people, some people don't know that you actually grew up in the hood in Houston. Yeah, I did, bit. yeah. Yeah, um, so don't, you know, it's it's very, uh, I, I, lo- I like that part of your what story. What is it out mm. there, Fifth Ward? Um, so it's actually called, like, it's A-Leaf, like Southwest Houston. And anyone from Houston will know what that is. Uh, it's a really, really rough town. And I was actually like the minority growing up. Our family was like the minority in the neighborhood. Um, so I grew up around all, every single race and religion and this, that and the other. And um, yeah, it was a really rough, rough part of town. And I'm really thankful that my family got out of there around like middle school, because had I been there throughout high school, 
I'm not sure what life choices I would have made, mm-hmm. you know. But I think a lot of that shows in mm-hmm. who you are today. I mean, just off, you know, what how I perceive you uh, through social media is that you can tell that you came from a very more of a diverse background than what mm-hmm. I came from. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, like where you, you weren't taught. A certain thing. It was kind of mm. like love everyone. You oh, know, a lot 100%. of you, a lot of your platform that I uh, that I really, you know, without even knowing you, I can I what I sense is like I always go like, man, this is such like a genuine good human being, mm, you know. You. And then I see Tommy put up like, and a post is like one of the I forget like the best human I know, one of the you know. Right favorite human my favorite yeah, yeah. yeah and like you know i feel like we're decent judges of character mm. and it's like everything because you know you got these people that will post shit for social clout so like here's what i'm doing and look at me but then on the on the outside not doing anything they do mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. like promoting yeah, it's yeah it's it, it is nice it's like and then i think that one of the cool one of the the great things about our friendship and getting to know you is like there are so many people especially in LA that are pretending mm-hmm. and promoting uh, like a spiritual lifestyle and self-work and, and self-help that don't do any of it. Mm-hmm. They literally do none of it. And, and their li- their personal lives are always like in the shithole mm-hmm. and you're like, ah, oh, you're not really living <laughs> what you're saying. And yeah. so, yeah, so it's like uh, watching you live and knowing you live what you say and having integrity is uh it's super cool and you have a lot of women like there's a lot of women who they really look up to you you you, mm-hmm. you have a lot of impact on a lot of yeah, and men too but mm-hmm. mostly women mm-hmm. thank you yeah we're all we can't get past the outside yeah <laughs> she's very <laughs> no. attractive if you're listening <laughs> oh thank you um thank you guys both that really means the world to me and i have to give uh, my dad the credit you know no matter where we were living he always took time to raise us properly and to teach us good principles and mm. he literally did character building lessons in the morning at like 6 a.m. would drag us out on the couch and we're like god he's so annoying you know when we were kids and he'd lecture us on like having good character but i was always someone that i don't know why i've always had this different like my siblings like ignored him tuned him out sometimes not all the time and i was always like very interested I was like, what is he saying? And I just always trusted that like he knew better. And I was always, uh, I always wanted to learn whatever it was that he had to share with me. And so one of the things that my dad taught me was, you know, live by, of course, like when you give someone your word, that is absolutely everything. So like mm-hmm. if you give someone your word, don't do it unless you, fo- you intend to follow through. And then with that, people are not who they say they are. They are what their actions are. So, and that's behind the closed doors and that's something that he always taught us. So that's Mm. how I live my life as well. Like I won't project something that I'm not living behind closed doors. Who, um, who homeschooled you? Mom and dad or was that mom? Just just mom. So, uh, the reason I'm curious about that is so, uh, I know that you posted about this a lot Mm -hmm. and I wasn't really dying to get into this too much because whatever, but the, what's the, the social experiment or whatever that. Oh, the social dilemma. Yeah. The social dilemma. But w- the thing that, because I was when I was talking to Cat about this, is like if I had kids, I really think that I would probably do the same thing and homeschool to at least fifth grade, if not mm. until a high school situation, because there's just so much going on and and how mm-hmm. fucking the phones and social yeah. media and how the suicide rate, it, yeah. it, like it's up a tr- gazillion of some crazy fucking. Yeah. Did you did you watch that? Yeah, okay. I mean, I honestly I fell asleep a few times because it did is you? fucking very monotone. You know, I you feel know like what? They could have put a bad. Yeah, you know what? I didn't have that experience when I, I watched it. it yeah. I had to pause it. They could have put a, like a bad wolves. You know, just like two <laughs> like minutes in the minute, like in the middle to go like, oh, throw fuck, a breakdown right. and then yeah. wake everybody yeah, up. Exactly. All right, everybody. No, so. it was it was hitting me so hard. I literally had to pause it and just remind myself to breathe because I was like shallow breathing. Like, so it just it bothered me on a different level because of the truth that it carries. Mm. And what you were saying is that they monitored the rates of suicide in women, especially women mm-hmm. from ages like 10 to 14. And they skyrocketed since social media has really taken off. And then even you know, um, just as bad is the self-harm in women from, or girls from 10 to 14 and then on to 18. The 10 to 14 range increased 151%. And I personally have younger women in my life that I love and care about that fall into that 10 to 14 range. Um, And those were the women that, or sorry, the children that ended up in the hospital because of self-harm. And I know girls that have gone through that. And so that breaks my fucking heart 
to know that, to know that these little girls are doing that because of things like not feeling worthy enough or comparing themselves to all these Instagram filters. Surgeons literally have this new term called like the Snapchat right. something, right, right. Um, the Snapchat. Because they want to come in and look like the Snapchat filter. Yes. Like, make me look like this. Literally, yeah, it's I mean, a... It's pre, I mean, you know, there's, it's Snapchat and uh, these things have been doing predi predictive programming. It yeah. makes me paranoid about, about, the, about COVID because if you think about Snapchat... They've been putting masks on people for three years. They've been like preemptively mm. programming yeah. people to be like, "Ooh, look, my mask!" Like, mm. "Ooh, da, da, da. like," and I and to identify with having your your fucking muzzle on. I tell you what, yeah. it's it's impacted me too. Like, I'm you know I am strong. I know who I am. I'm confident in who I am. But I've found myself before not wanting to post without a filter. And like, I never used to do that. I never used to care. I would just post if I felt like posting. And now, like, I feel that I'm not pretty enough to post this. Well, wait till you get into your late thirties. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just saying, like, in a real way, I it, I've felt the effect of that. And like, I, what I have to do in those times is I just have to take time away from it and take yeah. you know breaks from it and just stop looking at all of these things that make me feel less than. Yeah, a lot. I mean, a lot of people who are out. You, we don't. That's the other thing too. Is like we don't teach kids that social media is largely fake. Like what oh I was God. saying about you living by your integrity. Most people on social media, it's just a highlight reel. Mm. Like you know, you see couples. You don't see them fighting on social media. Nobody yeah. ever takes pictures when they're sad. I told Cat I wanted to do that because like yeah. I feel like some people like think that we're not really that happy, and we are. And sometimes like. When I, you know, get pissed off, I'm like, hey, we should record this, too, just so they know that this still that still happens in any relationship. But how are you working through that? Mm. And I feel and that's the thing is like, what's well, how much. But this is the other question of like, how much of our lives are we like? Because I, I get it. I expose a lot of my life, mm -hmm. uh, you know, on social media to my fans. But it, but these are I have a I have a relationship with them where it's. You know, I'm not selling them fit tea. Like they listen to my music and my songs are about my life and my right. and there's a lot of work that goes into it and it's a complete collaborative effect with all these other people and it's it's art. And so I don't know if that changes it. And there are some people who are just like, you know, like I I look like this, like, so you should do this. And yeah. Yeah, there's pe like my favorite are like the the uh the people on steroids who are like, I'm natural yeah. and I'm like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah, right. Some of my friends are going to be mad at me right now. Yeah. Like, Yo, I mean, why you got to put us under the bus, it's, Tommy? It's, it's one thing to do it. It's your personal choice, but it's another thing to promote something that you're not. Yeah. That's where I have a problem, problem with it. Yeah, I don't care what people real. do, but just be real about it. Yeah. Either don't talk about it, don't address it, or be honest. That's why I stopped promoting the shake weight because I, really, <laughs> I wasn't using it as much as I was intended to be. Um, <laughs> the thigh master, though. Yeah, right. Still those forearms didn't come from no, nowhere. Yeah. Fucking A. Um, <laughs> No, but here's the thing is, do you remember at one point when Instagram Flashbacks. was going to do a thing? And I think they did a like an experiment where it was like they chose 100 people or 1,000 people at random of taking away the like button. Yeah, they did that to me. Yeah, oh, really? that's great. Now, if you overall, if that wasn't an option, I wonder how many people would still want Instagram, use Instagram. But then don't the, the users, the, the creators of Instagram and, and everyone behind that knows that they lose money. So they do whatever they can to fight that. Now, why isn't there some kind of bill or something that gets passed to go, hey, the suicide rate, hey, the mm. this, take the like buttons off of Facebook and Instagram. Well, and if you want to see what I'm doing, fine. But you don't have the ability mm. to thumbs down it, yeah. to put a shitty comment. You either look or don't. But right? it's also, I mean, it's, how do you, you know, look, this, Instagram is 18 and up. And so... You know, there's a lot. There's, I mean, if you really want to get into it, kids should not be on Instagram. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. not. Oh, is there a thing that says you're supposed yeah, to you're be 18? Yeah, I was like, 18. is it really 18? Yeah, you're 18. I was it's gonna it's say, 18. And, the, and the, the thing that's really shot is, is that, you know, like I've had um, Alicia Kozak on, on my Instagram live talk about this stuff, how predators, they use, like mm. sexual predators and child predators use TikTok and they use Instagram. And there are there are pages that are just dedicated uh, TikTok's to a gold mine for pedophiles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it's like there's there's this really unregulated, you know, issue with social media not protecting children mm. from whether it's you know you should have to verify your age and and I don't know how you you go about ID. doing that. And I but but this mm -hmm. is the thing if they can if they can delete. Videos, viral <laughs> videos of 
physicians talking about hydroxychloroquine in an hour that have hundreds of millions of views, you can get rid of the fucking pedophiles and you can kick the underage kids off social media. Right. But you don't care to. Like, they don't give a shit, you know? So it's like, I don't, you know, what's the solution? It's almost like, I mean, if if alcohol is a certain age, if cigarettes a certain age, mm-hmm. isn't this becoming like the, the top drug right now? Yeah, is the, oh you know, my gosh. feeds the dopamine like, and everything? It, well, it's like Why ga- shouldn't it be 18 plus? It's like gambling. The, the, yeah. the mm-hmm. actual apps are created right. and designed to mimic the same addictive behavior that we well, get when we sit at a slot machine. In this thing, you should you should check this out too. It's yeah, worth, I, I it's worth the it. watch, but... Yeah. Um, they do this, it's fake, but this kid goes like, I'm going to not use my phone for a week, mm-hmm. and he's probably, what, 15, 16? Mm-hmm. And it shows, like, three minds behind social media of, like, he hasn't been on his phone, he hasn't clicked this, he hasn't done that. Let's try sending this, and no response. Okay, let's try to send uh, uh, an alert from his ex-girlfriend so that the alert goes off and her name comes up, and maybe that'll draw him in, and sure as shit... You know, he picks up his phone and goes, what the fuck? And clicks it. <laughs> now that he's on, boom, boom, boom. And he's the on echo for chamber. hours. Here mm. comes the chicks. Here comes the cars. Here comes the sports. Whatever it is that we know you want because you're scrolling and mm-hmm. making money, mm-hmm. you know? And that's crazy. And it, I mean, it. We'll, I'll have a conversation with somebody and then literally in my fucking the ads going through stories, that 100%. happens to come up yeah. always. Yeah. Yeah. I, I did an experiment with a friend last night who's like, very left and Mm -hmm. we have conversations that sometimes get heated or you know on the podcast and the this and the way you feel and what you shared and then i'm like what you shared and that's fucking crazy and how can you think that (laughs) and and i was like this is what i want to do real quick is is i'm going to take a a screenshot of the first three things that come up in between my stories right and it was like tactical shorts uh trump cup shake weight like yeah (laughs) shake weight and then his was like uh some goofy overalls a, ve- this, a this, vegan yoga mat. Yeah, this cool, <laughs> this cool new mask to wear over a mask, and no. I'm like, of course, that's what came up, you know. No. And, yeah. and it's like, it, it is, it, it is tailored to wow. what you're doing, and yeah. like these guys talk about that yeah. of like how this job that they have, and they know what they're doing, mm-hmm. and a lot of them quit because they can't. You know, I just watched this episode of Lucifer, the same kind of thing where these the these kids they they put up uh, it's their job to pull like the too gruesome of videos mm-hmm. and they're seeing it and seeing it and they're saying like the average person lasted like two months doing it and then some guy goes off the fucking deep end and starts mm-hmm. killing oh, people from, wa- and from watching the yeah, yeah. 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 You know? and it's like that kind of shit will take its toll and it's like well, being in the military and doing I, six tours eventually oh you're gonna lose your shit I know um, I know a woman that was uh, she works for Google and she actually works for um, basically taking down anything that could relate to pedophilia uh, um, and she God. said most people don't last long in her position at all she's like you would not believe the things that we see on a daily basis and like how much overturn in that position that they have she's actually been there for like two years Mm. um and i i just i don't know how someone could stomach that i'm thankful that they do but it just goes to show it it does take a toll yeah yeah i mean it's it's crazy i'm one of my friend my friend laura is on the sex trafficking division in dallas and it's just like the it's yeah it's a night it's like the things that you hear you like I, I can't even. I'm like I, I don't even know how you go to work every day, mm. um, but back to social media. Uh, you so welcome to the club. What's the club? You oh. have finally been <laughs> censored. censored. I was censored earlier this year, and then yeah, I guess oh, it okay. happened again. So, but thanks. How, yeah. how is it here? So yeah, so <laughs> good to see you. How are, how to are the your neighbors? <laughs> we're good. We're, we're good. good. The, the, we're good. This podcast is is censored. Yeah, uh, and, yeah. It's 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 we are flagged as controversial. The podcast itself, like on iTunes. No, on, on uh, well on YouTube. YouTube and on Instagram and Facebook. Like you have to just like you know how you put the thing up about you have to type in my yes. full name, which I think that depends. Oh, maybe it's because you're someone that's like current in my thing because I just start and you yeah, automatically yeah. come up. But yeah. They did, they did the same thing but, to me, but with and then know, they affect the like button. They make it so you have to like the you have to if you want to follow if you they really put you in insta jail or <laughs> you can't follow you. You have to do it like ten times. Yeah. Wow! It, un, it just won't do it. Wow! See, I've seen people that follow me refollow me, and I I doubt that they just unfollowed for any reason. Like they've, they've been refollowing me. Oh really? Yeah, like personal friends that I know, and so I kind of wonder if that happened to them. So what Maybe. was the latest thing that you put up that you got censored for? 
Um, what was was oh. it the fire thing with Antifa or it? It was either that or it was um, the recent police the ambush cop. that yeah. happened. I posted just the video of what happened with a broken heart, mm -hmm. and that got flagged and taken down. That one, and then the next story that I made, um, basically saying you know this won't be tolerated, kind of thing. So I guess that was controversial. And then I also made a post uh, supporting the men and women in blue. And that was very controversial as, as well, all of a sudden. I think it's very strange that it's very controversial to support law enforcement after a fucking piece of shit walked up to mm. the sheriff's deputies and just opened fire mm. for no reason. Yeah. Like, why is that controversial? And, like, the thing is, it doesn't matter if there was a reason. It's never okay. Well, it's just not, there's, there's no, yeah. I mean, that... We could get into that. It's that screams orchestrated hit. Hundred percent. And if black, you notice, well, Black Lives Matter were at the yeah, hospital before the ambulance, and Locking anyone who's been rushed to the hospital yeah. knows you don't have time to organize a protest. Right. 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 By the time an an, an, an officer even down the stress, even call, if you have a police scanner that you're listening to, yeah, there's, there's no, no, no way you have enough time to get there before right. the arriving ambulance. So if it wasn't pre-planned, how are these people already outside waiting? And I, how? Yeah, these people are terrorists. And I this love that is... we're talking about this because people lack the ability to think this way, to critically think, and to just ask these questions. So I think just the question of, okay, if this was not planned and this happened, he gets rushed to the hospital, how did a group of people get there before? You know? It, it's n it... Well, it's not that people don't, people don't, it's not that people can't, it's that there are, con there are very specific psychological confusion tactics that go on that the implement the that are implemented through the media to confute like anybody who could see this happen and that happen you're like mm -hmm. holy shit and yeah. they just fucking they move everything around and then put too much information here so you can't actually focus on what's mm -hmm. going on and it's a dis it's a diversion tactic what do you guys say to this to the post that i've seen a few times now uh from people that i either follow or I'm somehow associated with that are of color Mainly and put, um, uh, you keep killing enough of us. What do you expect is going to happen? I think they're uninformed and uneducated because if you actually look at the numbers of deaths that happen by police officers and then you break that down by race and you break that down by unarmed men, um, you'll see that the percentages and I'll have to find them for you guys. You can say it on the next one. It's like 0.0000% of the population. It's like 001% of the population. So there's this narrative and there's this storyline that um, these people are being just killed by cops. And that's just not truth. It's not reality. It's simply what the media is showing. And if you show it three times, all of a sudden now it looks like that's what's happening. Well, they also change the context of things. Like, for example, mm -hmm. Jacob Blake, uh, he deserves to, to die. He's a fucking pedophile. And he showed up to the victim's house where he had a restraining order of a underage girl that he raped that was 15 years old from the time she was nine and the police were called and then he fought the police and then went to get a weapon like there's nothing else to talk about right they're they're trying to put it into this like it's this big race war type of thing and it's like it doesn't matter if that guy was black white indian asian but it's almost like it, it depends on what's going on because of the election because well, of this if, if they the, make if, it the cop on black when it comes down to like a city's trying to rebuild. It's the inner city crime right now and mm -hmm. black on black crime and this neighborhood with this neighborhood. And it's only when it's relevant that they bring it up. It mm -hmm. doesn't mean that in Chicago they stop killing each other because mm -hmm. they put a new fucking, you know, restaurant in downtown. You know what I'm saying? It's like whatever is fitting the current. Well, mm -hmm. it's, it's also it is specifically like if those officers were African-American that shot him, they'd be heroes. That's the problem. Wow. It's there's no conversation. That's it. Done. If it was two black cops that were arresting Jacob Blake, he fought them and they shot him. They'd be like, yo, they did their job. Or would they be like, how could you kill your own kind? And you're a piece of shit for being say, a cop anyways. I think the I think that yeah, black but, officers are getting more hate than they've ever yeah. gotten in their entire yeah, of lives. Course. They're calling them like the worst names, you know, going back to like slavery. But you have titles. to understand these the people that are the like I'm not even angry at you know there's two levels there are people who are who subscribe to a the dis, the mental disease of self victimization mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and what and there are you don't need uh, there are plenty of people 
impoverished people. I come from poverty. Okay. All races of people in poverty make excuses for why they're still in poverty. Mm. Okay. That's why they stay there. I'm not there anymore because I never bought those excuses. Mm -hmm. Whether you're white, black, Asian, whatever the fuck. You know what I mean? And to me, that continuing, you know, that's being exploited. And who's exploiting that? You know, it's a, it's the Democrats consistently over time prove they have no basis in morality. They have no basis in reality and they don't give a shit who they use and and how far they have to go. And Black Lives Matter is a, is a Trojan horse. It's so it comes in. As something everyone's like, yes, this is even the name of it. Like, mm-hmm. obviously, yes. And, but, you know, to be honest with you, I'm going to be real. Like, the Republicans are fucking pussies. Like, all the conservatives, you, like, you're out I here, you're crying online. No, it's, you can say that. But, I'm, but to me, I'm like, you know, it took a 17-year-old kid in, in, in Kenosha, Wisconsin a 17-year-old kid has more balls than an entire fucking cabinet and entire fucking, uh, you know, po- political party of people to stand up and protect their neighborhood and, and do what was necessary. Like, again, do, doesn't anybody think, think that I, it's weird that the people, like Antifa, they get arrested. They they ped- they turn out to be pedophiles. Oh, fucking one guy was a wife beater. The other guy was fucking kids and, and yelling nigger. I'm like, you're at a Black Lives Matter rally. You're white with blue eyes and you're screaming the N-word. You're not for this cause. And that that's what people need to understand. This is fucking bullshit. These are criminals who are paid by a company to falsely show up that that's supposed to represent some fucking uh something that that is yes, it something that is virtuous. So they're using the virtue uh of fighting against systemic racism and racism to create anarchy and chaos. I don't think that conservatives lack balls. I think that yeah, we'll a see. lot of them, maybe some of them, like any, I don't think I would like label it to just one group or one party. I think there's plenty of people that lack balls altogether. I'm saying, yeah, well, I think and that... I'm saying, and I say this for a reason because I know who's watching and it's like, if you're, if you're watching and you're, and you're in your neighborhood and you're okay with this, you're a fucking pussy and I have no fucking respect for you. Do you understand me? Do you hear anyway. that, Emily? Do you uh, understand? Of course. Right. Anyway. I just, I, I know that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there it's going to get heat there, on this episode. Um, I think that there's a lot that are waiting for the right time and when the time is right and when it is in their neighborhood, when they do need to protect, they're going to stand up and they're waiting because, you know, one thing, one thing that you learn when you start with firearms, right, is they're like, do not put your finger on that trigger unless you're ready to take a life. And I think that that's, um, you know, that's the kind of respect that people have for protecting in a real way and going for something like protecting themselves with guns or whatever. Like they're they're waiting for that moment because for me, (laughs) I always say this. But how long long is it going to be? You you have now how many people got, you know, you have Obama and CNN and all these fucking clowns talking about the, the fucking climate fires. I'm like. What about all these fucking people who are being arrested yeah. with gas canisters yeah. who are lighting fires holding Antifa <laughs> flags? I'm like, what is this? A fucking imagine it? What, do we live you, in an imaginary universe? Like, It's crazy, too. As someone who, um, you know, we're on very opposite ends of the spectrum and what we believe. I posted something about the fires. And originally I posted about it being arson, but it wasn't confirmed through multiple media outlets. I had a personal connect that had mm. arsons in oh, custody. Shit. And so I was like, you know what? I'm getting too much hate. I deleted it. I'm like, I'll just sit on this. Give it three days. Three days later, all these articles are out. And I'm like, yes. <laughs> so then I post the actual articles and his argument coming at me was, well, doesn't California always have fires every year? And I'm like, you're what's not addressing per- the fact what, that we yo, just. What's this, what's this person's name? No. <laughs> Yo, you're a fucking pussy and I'll slap you. Period. Well, what I want to know is like how the, the fire stopped at the Canadian border. Right. Why can't they're going to take away? But, they're going to kick me off this fucking podcast. Who cares? Today. Uh, why can't Antifa operate in Canada or they just choose not to? There's no Canadian faction. You know, I don't actually know. Well, there were no, yeah, the fire stop at the Canadian border. That's right. fucking amazing. Well, amazing. People will say that, it's, that the ground is wetter there. Yeah, yeah it is. It yeah. Is. I've heard that. Yeah. Um, the ground is wetter. 
Leave me so, alone. <laughs> let's switch gears for a minute. Tell yeah, yeah. me a little bit about how did Evolve <laughs> with Emily start? Mm. It started, mm. <laughs> let's go there. <laughs> it started gears. in a season of my life that I knew I was about to enter. I knew that I had a really big decision in my life to make. I was either going to continue living the way that I'd always lived my life. Which was? Um, just. Deep, <laughs> deep breath. Yeah. <laughs> Um, okay. So I'll just tell you, essentially the big decision I was having to make was I was deciding whether or not to get divorced. And I knew that I could live in that for the rest of my life and continue living life that way. Always feeling a little unfulfilled, always knowing that it wasn't the right path for me, or I could leave everything that I knew behind, which was you never get a divorce no matter what. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and like all these other things that were holding me back from like, it's like, I knew that I was meant to go down this way. But where I was at in my life was keeping me stuck over here. And I knew that I had to make that decision. So I had to make the decision to embrace change and being uncomfortable and being hated by many. Um, I was a YouTuber at the time. And so I had to go through that divorce online. And that was the most hated that I've ever been in my life. People hated me for it because I didn't open up about why. Um, I personally, I kept that as I kept that private between me and him. Um, and so people, when you don't give them a reason, they assume the worst. Yeah, well, it's none of your fucking business. How about yeah, that? but what that's another thing of like, where do we cut? We came into this fucking situation where people think they're entitled. Like mm. our parents' generation, like, oh, yeah, you know, Bill and Sue are getting a divorce. Like, oh, they are? Like, right. Yeah, yeah. And then you're and like, cool. Here's the thing. <laughs> Look, looking back, would I have handled it differently now, knowing what I know now? Yeah. But like I was a little bit younger. Well, I wasn't, what do you mean by that? I just mean I probably would have come out and said something a little bit more or maybe okay. even would have done a video with him. And how old were you at the time? I mean, I think I was 25. Okay. So, but like I, I grow exponentially every single year. I oh. make sure of it. Like, so Evolve, which is actually my tattoo, um, mm -hmm. it came at that point where I was like, I'm going to have to evolve. I'm going to have to grow, change and adapt. I'm going to have to learn new mindsets in all of this. So I go down this path, I do that, I'm hated, I'm alone, I'm going after my dream, which is competing, um, basically like pushing myself to the extreme in every type of way. And that really uncomfortable season for me, that season of being alone, that season of being hated, that season of having to kind of relearn a lot of things that I had been taught growing up, um, it made me into who I am now. And now I've always like my lifestyle is evolving. So every single day I push myself to become a better version of myself and every single way, like mind, body, and soul. I, I seek, I like, I'm hungry for it. You know, like I, I get hungry for the next thing because I fully believe that if there is still a heartbeat in your chest and there's air in your lungs, that you are meant to pursue your fullest potential. And if you're not doing that, you're literally just waiting to die. I feel like that's what a lot of people miss is that hunger. Like, mm. let's say, like, I know I lost it. Like from, I played hockey and that was my goal and I'm going to play hockey. And I really believe that I was going to play in the NHL or mm. something of that equivalent because I was good. And when I, that dream died because mm. of my behaviors off the ice and on the ice, uh, I lost that hunger. I'm like, I don't want to be a fucking veterinarian. I don't know what, I, 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 that's it. That was the only thing I aspired to be. Fuck it. I give mm. up. So to dig deep and mm. find that hunger again, I think that takes balls. You know, like Tommy said last episode, I think somebody with, uh, that, that's authentic is, is, uh, is, uh, a hero. Mm, or yeah. is brave or something you know yeah. like that's that's where it's come to today because everyone's so full of shit mm. and just wants to you know whatever you whatever you need me to say whatever you need me to wear is what i'll do yeah you know i um the yeah. first time i guess the very first time i kind of went through a huge changing season was when i was 16 years old i graduated high school and my parents got divorced and when they got divorced that was like the end of the world for me and my siblings that was the worst and it was an ugly divorce it was not pretty and it was, um, there was a lot of physical abuse growing up that we all encountered as children. Um, and, and so it came to the head when they got divorced. And when that happened, um, that was just so brutal. And that was the first time that I was truly alone. I was separated from my entire family. Um, I basically like had no money. I had a really, really crappy car that would like catch on fire all the time. And so <laughs> I worked, it, it did, it caught on fire, like on the freeway and like black smoke and I would have to pull over. I couldn't see. The real story. Well, it makes okay. sense that you would have and got married then, right? Yeah. What do you mean? Well, because now you have nobody, and then here's somebody no, that loves you. Not yet. No. Not yet. We're not there yet. Okay. So 
16, working multiple jobs, car catching on fire. I was just like in this grind mode because I knew what it meant to, I got into this mode of just being like kind of a zombie. I didn't allow myself to feel anything, like anything, because it was too painful to feel. So I shut down and I went into work mode. And I realized that that was just a survival instinct for me to get from the most painful part of my life into something that I knew I was meant for. I always had this desire and this hunger inside that told me that I was meant for something like, really, really big. And, and so in the hardest moments of my life, I just had to imagine that and work towards that. I didn't ever know what it was. I just knew that this new season, this painful moment is not my new reality. And because of that, I knew that I had to keep pushing and keep going. Um, it was, it was hard. Like I've been through. <laughs> and then competing became the thing that you yeah, started so, to chase. Yeah. What, so what, what triggered that? I got really into weightlifting. Uh, and then I achieved all the goals that I set in the gym, random things. I w like, I would go in the gym and work so hard. People would be like, Hey, I just got to ask you, like, what are you training for? I'd be like, life motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> like, what are you working out today? I'm like the sixth grade. Like, like, holy shit. <laughs> um, so I achieved all the goals like highest box jump stuff like that and then someone was like hey you should consider competing and it wasn't really a thing in the town that I was in um and so I was like oh, I'll just do it once and see how it goes and then I did it once and I like absolutely fell in love you know 14 shows later seven national shows later earned my pro status and now I compete in the IFBB which is the most prestigious um mm -hmm. form of competing and I absolutely love it it's a dream of mine my dream is to be the best in the world at what I do and uh, I said that online, I think in like 2013 and it's really, I, I think it's cute going back and watching old videos of mine because part of it's cringe and the other part of it is like, it's so cute. Like I was trying so hard mm -hmm. <laughs> and it's I like, grow. It's like, like reading a diary, but oh it's my a God. video yes. of you and you're like, oh yeah. my God. Dude, growing up online is the weirdest thing. And now when people tell me like, hey, I've followed you for years and it's really cool to see who you've developed into. Sometimes I'm like, oh, thank you. I appreciate it. But then I go back and watch and I'm like, oh, this is what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's funny. And, and so when did the podcast happen? The podcast happened. Uh, yeah. So Evolve started as like a personal journey, turned into a tattoo, turned into a YouTube series that I did where literally I was teaching people how to evolve in their own lives. Um, and then it turned into a podcast in 2018. So we're coming up on two years in, I think, November. And uh and with Evolve, it's like a personal development type of podcast. And on there, I just share my journey of evolving and everything I've come across. And then now it's kind of, I'm reaching the 100th episode of the podcast, which I'm so excited about. And It's a huge deal. Yeah, it's a big deal. Um, and so with that leaf kind of turning, I'm entering a new phase of the podcast where I want to take it somewhere else now. Now I feel like I've kind of said everything that I can say on personal development. Um, and now it's like we've done all the personal work together. Now let's go out in the world and let's create world change. You'd be the next white rapper. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I write rap sometimes. I'm not going to lie. Do you? I do. Like in the car? No, like on, like on the cardio machine. Oh. I'm not joking. <laughs> I know. I, I'm not going <laughs> to. You told me I'm not allowed to blow you up, but you still owe me a rap song. I'll let you see one. All right. You got to record um, it though. Your best rapper voice. All right. Well, uh, Candace Owens, Scotty B. Oh, goodness. Have you guys talked about this on the show yet? So should we let Tommy <laughs> get it out? Yeah, so we'll give Tommy five minutes and then we'll come in. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> no, we're going to have to edit out half the shit I already said. I'm just like, oh, God, I'm like I, on one. I, I do I mean, I'm on pre-workout and I'm like looking for I'll, a fight. I'll, I can tell. I'll tell you what my, because again, I, look at man. I am not the fucking, you did not come to this podcast to hear about my, that I'm bringing you here because I know a lot of political shit. I don't. Um, but here's the thing. So I watched, I've been paying attention a little bit to this shit. And then I watched the latest Candace Owens video. And I was, I thought it was informative about how like it suddenly becomes okay for uh, black, Hispanic, whatever to make racial comments. And like, mm -hmm. It gets, it, you know, okay, well, since a couple people were killed and stuff, it, it's allowed to... Anyways, I, I found it interesting, right? I think Cardi B is a fucking so talentless human we should being. Call, we, we need to label that. It's called reverse racism. Yeah, reverse yeah, racism. Reverse racism is when... Uh, Again, I'm not well, the brains of the thank operation. Thank you, Dictionary. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just so, saying. But but I, but, I have but, a, we, we've talked about this, like how the muting and the white mm -hmm. privilege comments right. and the you're a racist. Right. But then you, know. you can you know say some shit and it's like, mm -hmm. oh, well, he was black. Don't yeah, say anything. Yeah, right. So, but here's the thing is I shared that after, right? Because, and then I had someone message me and go like, hey, it's, it's funny that you would share that and blah, blah, blah. And I'm thinking like, what? And then like ultimately I took it down and here's why. Mm. 
uh, because I feel like I don't think it's my job to push something like that. I, I, I can look at something like that and find it interesting, and then that's it. Like, it's just it meant something to me. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's on me to now put it up and go, hey, also look at this. And on the flip side of that, I think they're both kind of, in a way, doing this, like, promoting mm -hmm. shit, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. they don't really give a fuck. They're both doing it to be like, look at me and what I believe in. No, mm -hmm. look at me and what I believe mm -hmm. in. And then two minutes later, she's making a fucking hat out of a Louis Vuitton bag, this dope over here. And then this one over here is, like, talking about what fits her narrative and mm -hmm. her followers, mm -hmm. you know? And mm -hmm. it's like the both of them are fucking chuckleheads. And someone pointed that out to me. And it was a it was a valid thing. So yeah. again, I will have yeah. conversations with people, and when you can show me something that's valid, I, I'm a rational human being mm -hmm. today, and mm -hmm. uh, cool, right? Mm -hmm. Well, the only way the only way to like take things that serious is like if the person's not selling anything, you know. So who do you listen to? Right. Who do you listen to? You know, Cardi B is getting at, like Joe Biden doesn't know who Cardi B is. Yeah. Like she can't. First of all. She can't even. He doesn't have she, walk she's for a, a ringtone. She's illiterate. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he imagine? doesn't know what's going on. But that's what I'm saying. Biden's they had to get the ring. only person. Wop, wop, wop. Hello. Like oh they had God. to get the only person who who is like worse at reading and speaking <laughs> than Sleepy Joe. You know, and it's just it it's a it's obviously, you know, and it the the thing that I fucking hate the most about the Democrats is the race baiting and this assumption that just that all people of color are supposed to fall in line with the the mm. party that created the KKK and fought for slavery and oh they just switched I'm like when <laughs> when was the switch I was like when so, when Obama was president that's it and when, he's not the president anymore right back to the fucking same bullshit I, and then go ahead no 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 I, what I was gonna say is a completely different thing and I don't want to get oh. off topic yet <laughs> okay so I'll speak on this now. <laughs> Go ahead. You got thirty seconds. Guess. Yeah. Oh God. Has anybody ever called you like racist for sharing your views or? Anything? Oh my gosh, all yep. the time online. <laughs> the second that I posted anything about this whole situation, um, but then especially with supporting the police, all mm. of a sudden that makes me a white supremacist, mm. a white privilege, and a racist. Let me. Can I ask you a question? Mm -hmm. it, can you? And so this is for you guys. Can you be a white supremacist, racist, and date a person of color? <laughs> Well, You're calling me out right now. I feel pretty called out. I mean, well, uh, I just think it's ironic because I, I know that I know you yeah. were getting a lot of heat okay. and people were criticizing you for speaking your mind and trying to silence you with the term racism. Mm -hmm. And you would were, were dating a black guy. Yeah. That's and, weird to me. And here's the thing. I really love my private life now. So I keep my personal life private. Um, and so, but I had nothing to prove to them, you know, with me and that person, I would be like, I literally just got called a racist and they would look at it and be like, okay, sick bro. You know? And, um, <laughs> it's just, it's one of those things that I think when you speak on something, you have to know you're going to get hate on all levels. What I've had to really do, cause I am a person that like, I really care about people like a lot. And so what I've had to do is I've had to really identify which people are open for conversation, which people are open for conflicting conversations that may lead to unity, and which ones have zero desire for unity. Um, and Do you I, believe in deleting the people who have zero desire for unity? Because I'm a big deleter. And I, then people it, it depends on the level. Some, sometimes I won't because I'm like, you know what, I'm not going to block them. Eventually, they'll probably come back. And it's not that I care that they come back. I don't give a shit about my following as far as like the number itself. Mm. I care about the people attached to it. I care about yeah, the them. Quality. And I quality care, over quantity. Yeah, and I care mm. about speaking the truth. Like I am a lover of truth. I want to know what's true, and yeah. I want to share that. And if I know what's true, I can't not share it. And if I feel that, I well, have to speak on it's it. It's freedom. Yeah. Again, the truth is freedom. It's again, I, I think that, like we said in the beginning, that everything that I see about you, that I know about you through Tommy, through Instagram, through meeting you is love and compassion. Mm -hmm. Like, I really feel like you are a, a genuine human being that comes from that place. But then also, like you stated, like, you know, it's coming to that point mm -hmm. where, like, yeah, I so also can shoot a fucking exactly. Gun. Here's the thing: um, love and kindness and peace and unity and all of those things does not mean weakness, mm -hmm. and it does not mean that you won't stand your ground, and it does not mean that you won't do what you need to do to protect yourself and those that you love. Because I, I, I am a protector at heart. I won't go looking for trouble. I won't go create trouble. But if something occurs, I will handle it. 
I want to go back to the Cardi B situation real quick Ooh. because Jump in. Here, here's what I saw. You got three minutes. Let it rip. Okay. I, I also shared Candace, um, Candace's video and then I deleted it. And here's why I did. Um, initially, when I saw it, um, everyone was talking about the drama. Big drama. Go look at it. So I'm like, okay. So I'm not one for drama, but I start looking at it. I'm like, this is pretty funny. It's <laughs> like, a good drama. Yeah, like, the dinosaur like, was the best one. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. So like, I, I started laughing. Oh, this is pretty funny. And so I saw Candace's video, and I was like, damn, good for her. Because she's like, this is my ground. Like, you're on my ground right now politically. Right. And she's correct. And so I thought it was cool. I shared it. And then I went and I didn't realize it was in response to uh, Cardi B's video. And when I watched Cardi B's video, I got upset for a few different reasons. Uh, number one, I it does not matter how W her WAP is or how confident she is. That girl has weaknesses. That girl has insecurities. And for Candace Owens to and, call and her uh, out. And STDs. <laughs> stop it. <laughs> Candace, for Candace Owens to call her out for being illiterate and to harp on that so much and to make her feel stupid. Less than. It's fucked up. Mm -hmm. I don't care who you are. And I actually hold, here's the thing. I hold both of them to a higher standard because of their place in society. Mm -hmm. And what I saw was a moment and an opportunity for unity. And I saw two very strong women, leaders in their own types of ways, create more division. Candace should have been the one to say, I do have this knowledge. I got you. Let me show you what it's, what right. it's about. Yeah, but I hold, this hold is, on. Let me finish. Right. <laughs> she should, she should have done that, you know, instead of making her feel stupid, kind of like kicking her when she's down. Everybody knows that Cardi B's education is not the highest to say the least well, Cardi B's also yet, a bully like Chrissy agree Tegan. so listen to this and then I hear and then I hear Cardi B uh call out Candace for being married to a white guy and right. I was mm -hmm. so when I heard that it like happened so quick and I was so disheartened I was like really man you're gonna be racist about that and I, in my mind I was like how could she say that and then she follows it up with well I wouldn't know because I've never been with a white guy so now I want to talk about that because it comes from a place of ignorance. It comes from was, not having had the experience of being with a white guy, no right? And so, hold on. And so I, I had in my head, I was like, I understand now. I can mm. have compassion for why Cardi B would say that. Growing up, what is the language that you hear? Once you go black, you never go back. Um, all these jokes, all of these things that honestly as a white female makes you feel like you shouldn't be with a black guy. That's the, all the commentary that happens when you're younger and growing up even in a very diverse neighborhood. I mean, this is not white kid to white kid. This is like all the races, right? And so I remember from my own personal experience of being with a black guy, I did have it in my head that it would be this different kind of experience. And what I realized was that, it, and I already knew this, I've never seen anyone different for the color of their skin. But truthfully, like that does not make you who you are. Who you are comes from deep inside. It's your soul. It's your spirit. And truthfully, it's not what you look like on the outside. So because Cardi B has never been with a white man, she doesn't know. It's not different than a black man. It's uh, just would, who you are inside. I would go as far to say as Cardi B has never actually been with a man. Mm. She's yeah. been with a bunch of like piece boy. of shit, boy, drug yeah. dealer, clown, rappers. And she A... She's also not black. She's Dominican. She's, she's but I Latino. feel like what you said is like do better, man. You yeah. have seventy-five million people. First of all, how many of those are white? How many of your fans that buy and support yeah. you are white? Yeah, but and interracial couples. But the the music industry exalts idiot puppets. She's yeah. not where she is because she's that good. And hip hop has slowly degenerated over decades. Dude, have you seen that video? I can't even believe that that's an actual song. Yeah. yeah. But this it, is what we're talking about. Pop music and hip hop have degenerated from every every decade. It goes the, the reading edu the the education level goes slides back, and it's like it, it's almost there are rappers who have like a kindergarten ver right. uh, verbiage vocabulary. <laughs> I'm I can't even talk. What, what happened in the good old days with just a puffy jacket and a pair of big jeans? Well, just standing I mean, in front look, of the projects. You know, you I know. mean, I, I grew Fucking up with hell. I grew up with Nas and Wu Tang yeah. and Biggie Smalls mm -hmm. and like and I grew up in Brooklyn and it was like you had to you know Big Pun and Fat Joe. You took pride, mm -hmm. you know, Rakim, KRS One. You had to take pride in what you were saying and you were telling proletariat stories of what it was like to be in the the underserved community. Mm -hmm. And now it's just like, and they know. The labels know, and they know that the widest audience is white, and they, they're they selling a, 
a cartoon version of black culture to mm. white people to make money. But I also feel like Cardi B wouldn't have done anything like this in the beginning, right? With just mm -hmm. one song out. Once you reach a platform and mm. you get so much money, I think you start, you know, people like that start to go, what do I give okay, a fuck? Listen, I already got you your do, money. You do, what, already... you do what your handlers tell you I was you just going to gonna say, so this also really upset me and I had compassion for Cardi B in this moment because she said, it doesn't matter how much money I make, I'm still not free. And the way she said it, mm -hmm. like she, that's how she lives her life. Like she doesn't feel free. And like that's upsetting to me. So here with that in entire house situation. In the because Hills. because right. why? Because she's a slave <laughs> to a leftist industrial right, but like complex. Like imagine having everything, quote unquote, and feeling enslaved or feeling not free. But yeah, you know what I'll, makes you I'll, free? Like you talked about yeah, before. Yeah. I'm responsible for my freedom. Yeah, yeah, Whether yeah, I'm in 100%. prison, no matter where I'm at, I'm right. responsible for well, that's, my freedom. That's the thing is I recognized her victim mentality and yeah. I'm like, damn it. And but like, the truth I wish is that what makes in, you free. Agreed. But I, exactly. And I wish that in moments like this, monumental moments, like we are in, we are in history books right now in the writing, right? I wish that women that are huge in their own respective fields would seek to create unity, not more division. And that's what's upsetting to me is people all everywhere, just they just go back and forth, back and forth, not seeking to create unity, which is what we need. Well, I mean, I, it's a nice it's a nice sentiment. But it, I think the like the time like you kind of posted, the time is come. And everyone's going to have to fucking pick a sign. I agree. Mm -hmm. And it's unfortunate because it shouldn't be like this. Uh, you know, and the, I don't know how, I don't know, you know, in order for the American citizenry to come back together, we would have to have a mass overhauling. I mean, we would have to, you would have to disassemble the entire I think it's more simple media. than that. I think it's every person taking personal responsibility to say but everything that I put out should create more unity, more peace, more sure. togetherness. Sure, but that but but you have to understand is like you're dealing with people who are not evolved. And that's yeah. one thing that people who continuously work on themselves get to a certain point and then you you don't understand why people aren't getting it and it's because you're showing up to the construction site and you have all the tools. Mm -hmm. You got an air hammer, mm -hmm. you got the a, a crane, you got this, you got that. Mm -hmm. These people are showing up and they don't even have a bologna sandwich. They don't know how to fucking pour a foundation. They yeah, don't know so how to build anything. And they see your house. <laughs> we could go and on they forever. Want, He's like, yeah. And they That's want it. We got one house. minute left. We got one minute left. We got a hard wrap today. We could go on for hours. Um, there were a couple of questions. We got 50 seconds real quick. Is Will there be another? any plans for another Evolve retreat? Hundred percent. Yeah. Okay. Next year, not this year. I had to cancel it. And my second the other one, dad bod or nah? Hell no. Hell no to a dad bod. Okay. They Sorry. Have, Being have a folks. professional athlete, I have a higher standard. Right, right. I get it. I get it. Fuck, I gotta go to the gym. Um all right, guys. Oh, is that your um, question? No. <laughs> um uh where can they find you? At Emily Hayden on Instagram, Evolve with Emily on podcast, and then Emily Hayden on YouTube. All right, perfect. Uh, you can find me at Shane.Vitco, Mr. Vexed, at Tommy Vexed. You can find us on Instagram uh, and Facebook, at Deviant Gentleman, YouTube, I, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Deviant Gentleman Podcast. Type the whole fucking thing in. Thank you very much, guys, for tuning in. We'll see you next week. Later. Bye. It's a trick without a